There was no needed intro for this episode, guys. I just want it to be about Nipsey, the love of Nipsey, the strong man that he was, and the legacy he leaves behind. Let's get into the episode. All right, guys, thank you, and welcome back to The Vault. It's your girl, Chase, otherwise, a C-Haze. It doesn't matter how you say it, as long as you got the flavor in your mouth. I am back here at it again with another episode, and this is episode two. I be- yeah, I think. This is episode two of season two. Um, appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you very much. Um, if you don't know, well, I'm going to let you know. You can follow me on the Instagram, uh, and you can slide into them Instagram DMs whenever you feel at the podcast underscore once again, it's the Vault Podcast underscore on Instagram. If you guys also want to follow my YouTube channel, which is Swipes and Giggles, and on my IG, Swipes and Giggles at gmail.com. And my email for my Vault Podcast is the Vault Podcast 19 at gmail.com. Um, as you guys know, my episode the other day, I think my first episode was talking about Nipsey Hussle and his um, tragic, you know, killing that happened. Uh, it's a tragic hurt in the community, as we all know, because we all feel it. I'm still feeling it today as if I knew that man, like, all my life. Um, and, of course, you guys heard me when I was speaking about him and only knowing him for his, you know, realty work and, like, his work in the community and trying to bring it together and buying back the block building by building. Um, so, Cleve, as you guys know, has been on the past two podcasts. Um, wanted to come and put his input in as an avid listener for the past 10 years and just wanted to put his input in um, to celebrate the life and give his respects for Nipsey Hussle. So everybody, Cleef is in the building. Are you going to put like the clapping sound effects? I am not. Are you going to come? Oh. I am not. Dang. But, uh, so did I just get right into it? Just like talk? Do what you want to do. Um, well, first off, it's like, damn. It's just like... It's like, damn, like, he's really just like, he's gone. Because, mm-hmm. like, the main reason why it shocks me is because, like, it's a hard thing for me to fathom. Because, like, this man's, like, even early on in his music, he's just like, he just wanted to, like, he just wanted to help his community. This man was all about his community. And in a split second like that, like one thing that I thought about, like in the dude's head, it's just like, do you not know what this guy was all about? I think when people like that do merciless killings like that, um, it's not more so about who that person is, but the enemy that is on the inside of them. So... As the story has been made up and since I did the podcast, because I did it literally the night that the day that it happened, I did it like maybe an hour after the whole thing happened. So I haven't really updated since then, but it was said that um, a person that was in his inner circle at one point in time killed him. Dude, there's a there's a music video because with dude standing right, right behind, behind him. him killed him because um, his crew. If you know Nipsey used to gangbang, but that that's how it used to be. But the whole every gang, every hood, <coughs> excuse me, every block fucked with Nipsey Hustle, so he could walk through any hood and there would be no problem. 
Like he rolled with the rolling 60s. There'd be no problem. Um, but it was basically that homie was cooperating with police. He was a snitch. He was being a snitch for the police because supposedly he had went to jail or whatever. And then he had gotten out and it was said that he was being corrupt. And so he had came around the store front before and Nipsey's was like, yo, bro, you got to go because, you know, I don't need no trouble around here. You got to go. Like, basically, you was a snitch. You was being a informant. You need not to be around here at this moment in time. Nipsey lived his life by like a, by like a, by, sick, by by like a, code, a sick code by a code. that he would not bend on. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that he definitely could have let him come and let niggas fuck him up. But he was like, I don't want that around my shop. I don't need that around the community that I'm trying to rebuild. And told him to go away. And in return, homie came back and shot it up. And the reason why Nipsey was even there at his store on a Sunday, that he had no security, that he had no people really with him, is that a really good friend of his had just got out of doing a 20-year bid in jail. And it was like, I want you to look nice. I want you to look fresh for your family to go back to. So let's go down to my store. Let me get you some clothes. Let's just hang out for a little bit. So, like, you could get back into the community, uh, a citizen again, basically. And in the efforts of Nipsey just getting up and going and not telling none of his people that he was leaving to have his bodyguard with him or anything, so nobody had any weapons or anything for protection, he just went to his storefront to chill and hang out because that's his shit. That's his block. He can do that. You know, like I said before, he can walk around anywhere he wants and no one's going to fuck with him. And this punk ass bitch comes back. It starts spraying. And it's not the fact that he came back and he just did it. Like, he came and shot it up. It's like, all right, cool. You shot him up. You have now put a price on your head. But you shot him up. Cool. No, you came back, shot him again, walked away, and then shot him in the head and then kicked him in the head and then ran off and dipped into the alley. So it wasn't even at this point that you needed to shoot him to prove to him, I ain't no bitch and I ain't no snitch. No, you did this assassination basically style. Like you kept coming back to kill him more. Like he could have probably survived the first shots. Cause I think they said they had six in total. There was five in the body and then one in the head. So he probably could have survived the first two shots that you shot at him. Who knows? Then he probably could have survived the next ones, but then you had to go for the head. You wanted him to make sure he wasn't coming back no matter what. So that is the updated um, version of like what's been happening in the whole piece of his friend getting out of jail was just released today and it's uh, Wednesday. So much shit has happened since Sunday. That's what I'm telling you. I feel like this week has been so and, long, And bro. it's just like exhausting because like I said, to you, it's a loss in... The rap community is a loss in Black Brotherhood. It's a loss in all that. To me, as a person of just recognition, it's just a loss in general of just another Black brother just gunned and killed for... Like, nobody should be gunned and killed down. Like I said, I always say, no one is God. Nobody has the right to take another person's life away unless you are putting them in harm's way. But my nigga just basically told you, you cooperating with the cops. And now people are saying like, oh, everybody was saying it was the government, it was the government, it was the government. And I see the comment that said, that made it, it was like a little comic relief. He was like, when we say the government, do y'all think that people be coming around here in Tom Ford suits, just ready to snipe a nigga? Like, 
homie cooperating with the police is the government killing Nipsey Hussle, no matter how you say it. But even that, bro, like LAPD had nothing but respect for Nipsey because of what he was doing for the community. See, that's the thing that fucks me up the most. Because it's like, regardless of him being a rapper, regardless, it's just like what <coughs> what he symbolized, what he was trying to do, what he was trying to like showcase like other people. I just feel like that shit was like really important. Mm-hmm. And like some coward really just came and like snuffed that out. Yeah. And I've seen some people saying like, oh, wow, like I feel like. Hope is lost. Hope is lost. And like, yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, like it's a big tragedy, but we we can't let this like make us take steps back. Mm-hmm. If anything, we have to like double down at mm-hmm. this point. And then I saw um I saw a video about like it was like this um it was like a this battle rapper named like Daylight. Whatever. And he was just talking about like a lot of um like the big rappers now and everything. They're saying, Oh, like RIP, RIP, he was doing all this, he was doing all that for like um this community. And he's just like, yo, all you guys are like are fake. Cause like there's a bunch of you guys. You guys are in the same position as him, but you guys are doing none of this. So like, how can you guys really say there and say like, oh, like we lost hope. We like we lost like a leader in the community. He's saying like there's like there's a hundred something thousands of you rappers, but how come there's only one Nipsey Hustle? And I was like, yo, that makes a lot of sense, bro. Mm-hmm. Cause like as much as we like, for example, as much as we like to like, I mean, like Jay Z does some stuff, so I can't use him as an example. But like um like Diddy, for example. As much mm-hmm. as like we like to like big up Diddy and whatnot, but it's just like he didn't he didn't he, I, well at least I don't see him having Basically, that same like boots you, on the ground. Is, like, it's like you have your Jay Z's, you have your Diddy's, even like in Nipsey basketball. Was, even in basketball. Nipsey was right there, bro. He's yeah, still like, in even, his community. Like, even like in basketball, you have your LeBrons, you have your this, you have your that, and then like you even take it to Oprah's. You have them. You have these people who have big conglomerates. You have these people who have made are like get a lot of money and are putting all this money back into their communities, but they're not in their own communities. They're not buying it piece by piece and trying to rebuild the community itself. So, like, I understand what you're saying. It's like and Nipsey. That he was a symbol Nipsey, for that. Nipsey was taking yeah. his block back. Nipsey, like, I watched an interview that he had did at one point and um i think amanda seals reposted it and basically just you know verifying all his information it was like that same where his store was or, or whatever the store the, where his store is there's like a restaurant next to it and the guy didn't want them in there so bad didn't want black people whatever in there so bad that he took away the seating areas inside the restaurant so they couldn't have anything to sit down and eat. They would just have to take their food and go. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and now I bought that plaza back. And now you're paying me your rent. Now I own what you own, essentially. So he's like, I had to bring back what I was doing to let them know, like, you thought, you know, you was controlling us, but now we control you kind of thing. So it's like, Granted, okay, yes, you built a school in like Uganda, you built a school in here, you built a school here, you did this over there, you did that over there. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not even Tiana Taylor has built a a black owned nail salon, like you know what I'm saying, in Brooklyn, I believe. So like that's not bad whatsoever. But I think what you're saying and what the guy was saying was a daylight, and what everyone is saying is no one 
was doing what Nipsey was doing was buying his block back. Like you saw him him doing it. You could talk to him. He made his store. And then it wasn't like he made his shit and then kicked everybody out. It was like, oh, you want to sell hair bundles? Yeah, friend, I know you. Oh, my nigga, you want to sell jeans? Yeah, nigga, I know you. He didn't kick people out to bring his own people in to sell shit out, whatever, for a discounted price. He kept the same people who's been there since he was a kid and just bought it, bought the land, and did what he was. And then he was going to buy, I think he was like doing real estate for like apartment buildings and everything around the area. He opened up like a workspace for like entrepreneurs so they can get their ideas out. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, and then the the sad thing about it is the next day, Monday, he was going to sit down with LAPD and other people to talk about gang violence and how to put a stop to it. It's crazy, man. Like, it's one of those things of like, you had a person who was in their community so much so that he knew he could get up and leave without security. Go down to his store like a regular old nigga and just post up in front of his. That's all my nigga was doing was posted in front of his store. He was chilling. And what breaks my heart is that there was pictures right before he got killed yeah. of him just posting up in front of his store with his kids. And his kids watched their father get slain in front of them. That is that is something they're never gonna forget. That is something that's gonna be in their minds and their memories for life. It doesn't matter how long they go on and they function fine, they are not mentally stable. And they're never gonna be mentally stable after that. They're never going to be. And it's like you just didn't care. You didn't care about what you were doing, what 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 was going on. And then there was just things questionable in the video. If you guys haven't watched the video, if you can't handle it, you can't handle it. But if you watched the video, there was a chick in like, I think it was like a RAV4 or something like that in the parking lot. And like, they do start shooting. You get out your car, walk behind it a little bit, and then you get back in your car, you just sit there. Sis, were you calling police? What was what was your premise? What were you what were you doing? What were you aiming for at this point? Because I would have got in my car and just tried to drive as fast as I possibly could, or just ran. You just when you when you're hearing gunshots that that close, you don't really know where they're coming from. No, you don't. But sis could have just ran, like you know what I'm saying. Like she, like he shot, and then like she got out the car, and then he came back. She's still out the car, but she's not ducking. She's not nowhere. Like she's just. Standing there, like I mean, I understand. Like, if you're in a situation, you're not even know how to react or whatever. It was just a little. I mean, she could just be used to it. Yeah. Oh, damn! I didn't even think about it that way. That you're so used to that, you're just like, as long as I'm out the way, then, huh? Well, I guess. But, but okay. But you being an avid like Nipsey hustle listener for ten years or so. And listening to singles, mixtapes, EPs, albums, and all that Crenshaw stuff. Crenshaw was his and, best project. Like, in between time. Me, I'm all, last time that I checked, and, like, there's, like, another song that I, like, and the only reason why I like last time that I checked, it gets, like, such a Cali-ass fucking, like, GTA vibe, mm. dude. Like, like, I feel like it was in GTA. <laughs> like, I feel like it was. I thought I heard that song somewhere. Because I was like, when I heard somebody playing, if you know, like when somebody dies, now they're gonna just play their music over and over it's again. In, um, it's in more than one. It's in a couple of videos. Yeah, but like I was like, 
Damn, this song hell sounds fucking familiar as hell. It might be. I think it's on a 2K as well. It's on the mm. But I know it sounded like familiar, whatever. But like I said, I know it's an Nipsey, but a person who was an avid listener of him, what is this for you? What is what hurt? What pain? I mean, it's obviously going to be a hurt or pain, but like, what does it do to you? How does it inflect your your music playlist? How does it like determine what you can and cannot listen to? Because certain people can't listen to like. Michael Jackson songs or Whitney Houston songs or whatever you have you, whenever they hear the song, it's no longer like a good song. It's like, damn, like, like whenever I hear like a Whitney song, every time I go like, damn, Whitney, like, it's, it's like, it's like, it almost is like, it makes you sad. Like, why did this have to come to this? At least for me, in terms of like, I'm um, a fan of his music. Like, I will say now, like, um, even just like, Certain songs that's listening to it, I'll mm-hmm. listen to it deeper. Mm-hmm. I think I'll just say that. It's like certain lines, like certain lines mean more. Because I feel like there was a certain song that a lot of people are referencing to now, where like a, I, I don't know it word for word, but a couple of bars is basically saying, like, how you die at like 30 something years old, how you die after all that gangbanging at, at like 30 something years old. And like, you know, you did this and you did that. Like if I, there was one thing I could tell you was like to grow up and like get that shit back or whatever. Like I can't, I obviously I'm not an avid listener, but a lot of people have been making memes of it or like just different gift videos because it was like, like you said, you're now listening to the music deeper. And all it took was one person to go like, damn, hold on. I don't remember when Nipsey said this one little part. Let me roll back. And literally, it was what he said. How do you, after all these years of gangbanging and violence that you conducted yourself and put yourself in, at 30-something years old, do you now get taken out by another entity and didn't use what you knew you could have used in all that time that you was out here gangbanging and now it's too late? And like, if I, if I had a chance to tell you to do something or a chance to bring you back, I would have told you, like, do better and be better. And it's like, he wrote his own death. But honestly, maybe this is how it was supposed to be written. That part, too. Maybe, you know, sometimes you're not supposed to last person some certain age. I think I've seen somebody, of course, they always do the collages. When a rapper dies, they start doing the collages. So, like, I've seen... I don't know I seen that's like the I seen the airplane one where it had Lisa, Doctor Sebi, with the two with Tupac in the back, with Tupac and then him, and then I seen them put Malcolm, Martin, him, I think Tupac, and like be all saying like I think no Tupac because Tupac was in his thirties, so like all of them being in their thirties, being killed and all this other stuff, and it's almost like Tupac was killed in his twenties. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I understand why he was there because I was like, I don't think Tupac was in his 30s. But... Yeah, Tupac was killed like when he was like 24. Yeah, so like, but that's the thing. It's like now you get all the conspiracy, and this is why this person was killed here. This is why this person was killed here because of the documentary, and blah, blah blah blah, and what may have you. But it's not about that, and it's never going to be about it. I mean, it is. But at the same time, it's like, and now they're trying to put it in the conspiracy of like, okay, you've seen, I think that this many people who were doing the rally for Michael Brown's killing, I believe, are now dead. 
like for the main leaders that like are now dead or whatever. It's like, okay, what the fuck is going on? I'm not saying that like the government. Oh, you mean like did, Darren, Darren Seals? Like, I'm not saying the government has nothing to do with nothing. And I'm not saying they have something to do with something because I don't want to be on their list. But what I'm saying is sometimes your life is written the way it's supposed to be written. So that way people look at you and realize, damn, we need to do better. Yeah, because like now he'll go down like as a legend. Yeah. For not only his work in the community, for like just like who he was. Like I said, the thing that I liked about him is like he stood by a code. He was mm-hmm. a man of integrity. Mm-hmm. Integrity still mattered. And that's one thing that I'm fully, I say this all the time if anyone knows me. Nowadays, a lot of people have no fucking integrity. Yeah, there's no, no one lives by a certain code. Just like in the podcast before this, when it was um, the episode of um, uh, Black Ink Equals Punk Bitches. Natural code is you don't suck a punch. Because you don't, like, that's not giving the man a fair advantage of fighting. You don't suck a punch because that's some bitch shit. It's big bitch. Like, you just don't do it. You will never get respect out of no one for sucker punching somebody. And they don't have no integrity. They have no code because you're out here sucker punching people. And, like, you don't even care. You don't even see where you're wrong. And I feel like a code is just basically saying this is right when it's right and this is wrong when it's wrong. There's no gray. It's black and it's white. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no harming no women, no children. That is a set code. That is a set thing that you have to, you know, put in place. But like coming it from like a female perspective, it's like my heart hurts for Lauren. My heart, Yo, my I heart. I saw that hurts. IG post, bro. My and heart I'm not gonna lie. for her. I had goosebumps after reading that shit, bro, bro. My heart hurts for Lauren so bad. It's one of those things where you kind of, you can't do anything after that fact of like especially with her saying what she said it was just like damn like all I'm gonna do is give you a big ass hug (laughs) and just be there for you like day in and day out and even Cassie wrote like a really nice like passage for it and everything like that and his sister wrote something like so Lauren London's post goes I am completely lost I've lost my best friend my sanctuary my protector, my soul. I'm lost without you. We are lost without you, babe. I have no words. My sanctuary. Like, you were, like, the place I went for healing, you know? And his sister, um, her post is, you are my heart, you are my strength, my wisdom, my joy, my balance. You are my superhero. Invincible to me, I feel so safe with you. I feel so covered and protected. Imperfections do not exist with you because you are flawless. I need you and I need you. I need you to please let me hold you again. You are my baby. To the world, you are the strongest man. And to me, you're the most vulnerable, innocent child. Your heart is pure. They don't know you like we know you. Your love is expansive. Talk to me again. You taught me so much. You hold me down through everything. I got Lauren. I got Imani. I got Cross. I got Sam. He is my responsibility now. He is my big little brother. I got mommy, granny, and pop. You gave me so many tools. You gave me so much insight. We will talk every second of every day, and I am here to carry out your vision. Amirius, God will rise. I love you forever, and I will cry forever. You are my lifeline. As long as I am here, you are too. Like, 
And the thing about it, like, that, to bury your brother, like, it's like, it's like, you don't think you have to bury your siblings until y'all is like, oh, like, you don't even think about it. Like, I don't even, I have three other siblings. It does not cross my mind of them passing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or like, when we get older or whatever. I can't even just fathom that. You guys know, like, him and YG were like, Closer than close. Them niggas, you know, if niggas get to be best friends, the niggas are best friends, but they were brothers, essentially, you know? And he wrote his post based and like it just goes to show you like YG coming from one side and Nipsey coming from the other. I saw like the games like video and like he was like, you're gonna hear it in his voice. Yeah. He was like, This guy was hurting. You can Ooh. hear his voice is cracking. And like you can hear and when Snoop when Snoop did his video, like Snoop is always wanted to do his videos in the light. Snoop's always gonna show you his face. Snoop was in the dark, okay? And you could hear it in Snoop's voice, like, this has to stop. And like, I think coming from it coming from Snoop Dogg, not to say it overpowers everybody else's, but Snoop came from when Biggie got killed and when Tupac got killed. And like it's like he's seeing it over and over and over and over again. Like, how many more rappers in the game are going to be killed? And, like, him and Tupac, like, you know, were close. So it's, like, one of those things that, like, and then having Nipsey die. No, it's, like, it's... It, 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 for it, me, it's just, like, because back then with the whole, like, Pac and Biggie shit, it was just, like, it was that whole, like, they had that tension. It was that whole, like, West Coast versus mm -hmm. East Coast shit. So, like, they had that tension. Like, that energy was there. This honestly, like, was out of it's nowhere. senseless. It's it senseless. literally it's came out. Like, of but nowhere. I understand what you're saying. Like, there was tension. There was like, okay, this is it. But at the end of the day, two two men died. You know, two men were slain. Two men were murdered. Regardless of the facts. Um, bro, but I, like right now, I'm 26, bro. Bro, I live to be older than both of them. That's just crazy, yeah. bro. And that's what I'm saying is like he's seen it then and was in it then and lived it then and it's just like to see the stupidity of it now. It's like. If you want to kill, kill for a reason. Like, don't kill because of what you did. Or if they accused you and you know it wasn't true, say I didn't do it and walk away and just say you didn't fuck with them niggas no more. Don't sit there and kill niggas because guess what? You proved them right. Bro, you proved them right. Because guess what? If you weren't being a snitch, you wouldn't have went back and killed Nick. Bro, some niggas you proved them right. Man. And now they have him in like solitary custody, solitaire, solitary custody because he's they're scared of him mingling with the public and for his safety. No, let him mingle. Let him mingle. He wanted to decide he was gonna be God and take a person's life away before the time it was supposed to. Now that could have been his time. I don't know. I'm not here to say that he he was supposed to die, nothing like that. What I'm saying is he decided to act in the means of God and let the devil use him to kill Nipsey Hussle. So let him mingle and let those other people choose what happens to him. Man, he won't live that long. That's He's not, because that's the thing is like, when you went to kill this man, there's, you know there had been some process in your brain that goes, if I do this and I go on the run, somebody's going to kill me regardless. If I go to prison, I'm going to get shanked to death or killed regardless. Either which way, bruh, you ain't seeing a year go by. I'm so, No, honestly, 
this man had no, again, I say this, this man had no thought process of doing anything. Because if you did, you would have known what he stood for. You would have known what he was doing for the community. You would have known like what type of inspiration he was trying to like put out there. You would not have done this dumb ass shit, bro. That nigga was not thinking about shit at the time, bro. And that's why I say, bro, cowards. Pussy so, shit is honestly- shit got me thinking, like, like, because I, I, from where I come from, from like my upbringing, because I, I didn't grow up with a lot. If I were to like get to that kind of money, like, there's no way I cannot see myself trying to help out like mm-hmm. other people who came up, who came up from the mm-hmm. same situation that I came up from. But at the same time, it has me thinking, bro. Just like, bro, it's just like, I love my people. Mm-hmm. I love my people. But, but also, am I willing to die for these niggas? Then we'll do a shit for you. Yeah. But it also shows you that, I mean, people die every day for nothing. People kill everybody for literally nothing. People kill people because they love them. They love them so much. People kill their kids. Because they love them. People let men and women come in their household and be around their kids and do whatever they feel like it. So you can't tell me like you're going to look at another human, like another adult and not think of anything twice of them either. But it's like the mere fact of it is like, if this can happen, anything can happen. If Sandy Hook can happen, anything can happen. If this happened, anything can happen. Anything can happen at any time. And that's what it makes me so nervous and so scared to just go to certain places or be around certain people. Or it just gives me nervous ass feelings. Like to and I'm not even in the open. I'm in a very enclosed area. Yeah, that's right. So I should feel okay. Like I should feel safe. But I don't. Like I I don't feel like that's why you asked me earlier. Like, like why am I like looking around so much? I can tell you, like when I go. But the thing like I know I know why you were looking around. Like, I, it's like I knew it, but it was just like you were staring so hard. I'm like, dang, I don't even know why you're looking to see him looking, and then like then it creates because like I'm saying, you looking, or just anyone looking off to the side, whatever. There takes that one person who's not too right in their mind. All right, sorry about that. Um, cutting the audio, guys. My apology. Um, but basically, um, we didn't want to make this a very long thing or anything. We're we're kind of like just running rampant now. But like I was trying, my ending last statement was, you know, you could be doing anything in person, and the wrong mindset, you know, could basically find it as opportunity to make something big out of it. Like you know, like right now we're in mass media's workspace hey, you know hey don't be getting out the location bro you have the location out there what are you talking about don't tell niggas where we at bro any which way <laughs> stupid <laughs> we're in a workspace and it's kind of like we're in a secluded area that don't mean nothing to me anymore that doesn't mean anything my ears are still listening out and i feel safe in this environment i don't care like you could be anywhere in these streets. Like I hear people walking down the my street. I'm like, who that? Who's that? Who, why are you walking down the street? Why are you in my area? Why are you parking your car to the side? What's going on? Like you have to be so like my mother today. She's home. Some dude was dropping off a box, whatever, just doing delivery drop, and he was putting it on the side of my house, but making sure he's putting it towards the back so nobody's like stealing the packages off the porch or anything. But my mother sent me at the window like, I need to see what this nigga's doing. What, what is he doing? What's going on? It's one of those you don't feel safe anymore. I don't feel safe going anywhere, being anywhere. 
I don't like it. I don't like, even when we went to Chipotle, I was cool, but I was antsy as fuck. Because I don't like it. It's just like, anybody can really lose their shit at any point in time. And you're the medium, you're the medium of it. Like, I could be a Panera enjoying a bacon turkey bravo with some broccoli cheddar or soup on the side. Somebody who's working behind that counter, somebody's coming in there to kill them. They're like, you know what? All y'all finna get sprayed at the same time. Yeah, this wasn't what like showed me that, bro. Like I already knew, like life. Was no, like, I know, but I know, but I'm saying honestly, it's like, like bef- before this, like I'm gonna sound like such a pessimist. Like before this, like like I literally do believe that like sixty percent of people in this world are just absolute garbage, mm-hmm. and only forty percent have like, or only forty percent have genuine like and like and actually like mean well, mm-hmm. and actually like. Don't want to do you harm. Don't want to like yeah. fuck you over and whatnot. Yeah. But like after all this shit, after this shit, man, I don't know. I'm gonna have to say probably like seventy percent of people. And like the like worst, shit. and the worst part about it is that at one point in time, like you said, homie was in one of his music videos, chilling right behind him. It's it brings you to like Selena's <laughs> situation. A person on the same day. The de- Oh shit! It was Selena's anniversary the same day. Yeah. Wow. But it, like, it just goes to show you, it's just that. Like, that was her manager. Like, that was her person for like, oh, for life. And she killed her because she was jealous. Man, that's why my circle's small, bro. My circle's really small. I don't be able like people say, oh, you don't tell. You need to open up more. Man, you open up to these niggas and what? It's gonna kill me over some bullshit, over jealousy. Fuck out of here. And it's jealousy that doesn't even exist. It's what your mind corrupted it up to be. It's jealousy that corrupted your. Imagine like, okay, I have my podcast, I have my YouTube channel, whatever me have you. I don't have it built into a business. I don't have it. Blah blah blah. Right? Not As yet. cool. Not yet. But it's cool that I'm cool with y'all and everything like that, right? For massive media, right? But imagine I'm cool with y'all. I'm chilling here. But y'all don't know how much, like, I could be jealous and resentment is building in me because I feel like I should be where you are. Or I feel like I should be way ahead of you because I've been doing this for longer. Or I should feel like this, that, and a third. Like, all these pinpoints that I'm building up within myself that no one's pointing at me with. I'm building it up inside my own head. And I've now created this big, ugly, red devil of just jealousy and envious and like and being envy of, of like what you guys have, right? And now because of that, every time I like see y'all or hear your name or whatever like that, I'm like, niggas ain't doing nothing. And y'all know a bunch of other people who are like that in this world. Niggas ain't doing nothing. You mean? It ain't nothing, blah, blah, blah. Bro. Like, I was with them in the beginning. I was with them when that shit happened. I was with them when this happened. I was with them, blah, blah, blah. And now niggas act like they bigger, blah, blah, blah. Right, it takes but, me nothing to me, then to sp- come up in here and just start spraying. It, it takes, not, all it takes is that one triggered brain cell, boom, and I'm coming up in here spraying. Bro, like, in, like bro, for me, it's just like, like Barbette says this all the time, we all have the same 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, Fam, instead of doing all that bullshit, like, bro, like, step your shit up. <coughs> yeah. Like, like they say, you don't have to dim someone else's light to shine. 
Mm-hmm. Like for me, I feel like like that's just like I could like when I like when I'm like cool like when I got out, got out of college and stuff like that. Like I was like trying to find jobs and that shit. And it, was, like, it wasn't like happening as quick as I want to be. When I had like friends were telling me, "Oh, I got a job," I, yo, I wasn't like tight. I was mm-hmm. like generally happy for them. Mm-hmm. And like when I when I finally I got my job and like it was just it was reciprocated. There was like they were like they were happy mm-hmm. for me. We all went out. It was like oh yeah, like we're friends. Like, but I'm you know what the crazy thing is. I just feel like it's just, like again <laughs> it goes. Back, like I'm saying, I, bro, most people in this world are fucking trash. Bro. Yeah, but I feel like the what it is is that, like, in all honesty, I am that person who does get envious and jealous towards certain things that I see are moving in a bigger spotlight or getting ahead of what I'm doing. Because then I feel like, well, damn, why didn't I think of that? Am I not doing what I'm supposed to do? Whatever, like that. And then that's when it comes to the point where I, instead of me saying, damn, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I sit there and go, well, this shit is only pushing me to do this more. So now I'm thinking, how can I make my, I don't know, my podcast better? How can I make my videos better? What can I do to create better content? So now if I am not the same level at them, I'm surpassing them. So that way I can say I do what I need to do. So that jealousy and that envious that I had in my body has not only pushed and urged me to be a better person in what I want to do and what I want to create, instead of letting it sit inside me and create just just stupidity and just an, an angry and aggravated person who can't See, get anywhere. To me, life. that's just like uh, that's motivation. Um, yeah, that's motivation. But stuff, that's what I'm saying. Motivation it can turn into two things. It can turn into you being a bitter bitch or a motivated a motivated worker. I can I can never see jealousy being like positive. I can never see like jealousy pushing someone to do something positive. Mm-hmm. I can never see that. Okay. Because, like, if like for you, like, to if you're looking at someone doing mm-hmm. this and that, and like it pushes you to do better, that's not jealousy. Okay. Jealousy to me would be like you doing something spiteful to try and like slow them up, so that maybe mm-hmm. you can try and like. Okay, so maybe it's up. different. De- yeah, different yeah. definition, whatever. But like I'm saying, like, it's me being envious of what you have. And I'm like, I want that and more. So yes, then that turns into like the motivation. But it starts off as me being a jealous, and not really even jealous because it's like it's not like I couldn't can't attain it. Envy. It's just envious. It's me being envious of what you have because I know I should have it or better. Like I look at some of these people. Like I used to work at a radio station, and literally, if I didn't get let go, I I swear to you, I would be on some real big shit right now. Like, I really would. And it's just the mere fact of, like, I think about that. And that shit happened in 2016, my brother. It's 2019 at this point in time. Like, it's at this point you got to let show up. But you could, sometimes, it's like, shit just slips in the back of your head. And you're just like, if these motherfuckers wouldn't have just screwed me over, I would be doing da 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 But it wouldn't have gave me the break that I needed to show me, okay, you had it. You thought you could keep it. I took it away from you. Now I want you to be hungrier for it. I want to see how hungry you're going to get to be back into it. Because what if I did it? Would I have my YouTube channel? Would I have this podcast? Would I be aiming to do stuff that I want to because I'm not in the avenue to do it for myself? It just shows you like how hungry are you to get back into it? Because most people would have been like, well, fuck it. That was a sign. This was supposed to be my forever. And now here we go. Because literally, I would have no problem working there for life because people were working there for like 20-something years and living their best fucking life. And I would have had no issue with it. You know what I'm saying? People jump from jump from stuff to stuff. But 
like you said, there's certain things that can a person you'll be envious or a person that you're sour shit about that gives you motivate motivation to bring you back to the place. But um, basically, to wrap it up, you know, R.I.P. Nipsey Hustle. The marathon continues forever. The marathon continues forever, man. Um, it's just some sad shit. The whole rap nation, the whole black community is just shook right now. We lost our brother. Literally, like I said, I only knew Nipsey because of him and Lauren London. And that's another thing um, is that Lauren lost her man. And, you know, that's a hurt that you can't losing. Losing your partner is is something purely devastating. I had to watch my mother go through it. So it's like it's a pure devastating thing that you it is a hurt that you never quite get over. Um and, you know, I just send all prayers out to the family because the way they were, and like I said, I don't know if you were, well, I know you listen to the podcast, but like, I love how Nipsey was with her because they had just did like a 30 something question video yeah, right know. before he passed, like two weeks ago. And it just came out like the week beforehand. And, and you could tell how much he loves her. Like, you know, like he loves her. But at the same time, it was, it wasn't like he had to get gushy about it. He didn't have to get all sentimental. It was like certain shit he said that was just like, I respect it. Like, like well, I think at one point it's like she's like, "What's my favorite part of my body?" He's like, "Your ass." And like she looked at him, he's like, "I'm gonna tell the truth. What you want me to do? Lie?" And she like laughed because like that's a little thing. like she knew what he was gonna say, but she was like, "Oh, for the camera." She's like, "No, I'm gonna be upfront. I'm gonna tell you what it is." Like you know what I'm saying? And it's like. I love shit like that when it's like that gangster love. And that's what I tell people. Like, it's not about you being a trap queen or him doing a drug dealer. It's about your dude being so like gangster with his shit. But when it comes to you, softy. Like, it's automatic softy. Like, he'll treat you like the queen you're supposed to be treated, protect you like you're supposed to be treated. You definitely like street niggas, bro. <sighs> On that note, 